You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You there? I'm right there. Hey. What's going on? What's up? Welcome to In the Box. Yeah. Just us two today. I know. So who's going to lead here? You're going to take the lead or you want me to? Or you just want to talk for two hours back and forth? We could just talk back and forth. That's fine. How was your day, sir? Oh, it was good. Good week? Oh, yeah. How about... For actually, let's let's start off this way. For those who don't know, this is in the box. Oh yeah, yeah. See, this is why we need Walt here. Yeah, I'm Phil. I'm Thomas, and this is your wonderful weekly updated hockey news. Oh yeah, yeah. What we're gonna talk about today? I don't even know. No, I don't know. Because literally, we're gonna make it up as we go along, and it'll be a lot of fun for all everybody. Yeah, because usually, you know, we'll get the rundown, we'll discuss it before with Walt and all three of us. But this week, we were just. We're, 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 we're running a rudderless ship, but don't worry about that because we're going to still entertain you for two hours. You have nothing to worry about. We'll try to entertain. Oh, come on. Have a little faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even set up over here. Well, I, I, got, I got it up here. Let's, let's take a look here and what we're going at. Well, uh, let's start off. Let's begin. Let's just get I want everybody that's listening, and I even wanted to pull people in that's over here in the lobby and right. just start the USA chant. Absolutely. <laughs> How could how could we not begin with the USA chant? Yeah. It's outstanding. Just the USA chant. Everybody get up and clap your hands. USA, this is no for real. Do yeah. it. Good. Clap clap for the the US World Junior team. Yep. They are your twenty seventeen World Junior champions. We are the champions. And I'm not kidding. The first thing I did was hop on Twitter <laughs> and threw out and they say hockey's just Canada's game. I don't think so. Not anymore. How? Did, I don't know if you saw uh, Austin Matthews tweeted out three American flags and got yeah. just absolutely attacked by Maple Leafs fans oh, for yeah. tweeting the three American flags out. <laughs> Remember, you're wearing a Maple Leaf on your chest was the one that I saw. Yeah, there was a. I can't recall all of them, but I've seen I've seen some hateful ones, and it's like, hey, he's an Arizona boy. Yeah, I, that <sighs> you're not. You can't tell. That's. I mean, who did it uh, a couple years ago? There was uh, Kessel and everybody who was with Toronto at the time. They were cheering on the World Juniors, and everybody in Toronto was all, you know, dropping f bombs towards Kessel and everything like that. And it's like, dude, no, you can't do that. They're Absolutely cheering. Not. They're cheering on their country. Well, and I don't. You possible a future draft pick of yours? Absolutely. <laughs> and and I don't know if you remember. Well, let's even go way back to what was it. Oh God! It's so long ago now. It was the 2012 Olympics with was in Vancouver, the Winter Games. 2012 was Vancouver. Does that sound right? I think so. Well, you while you're looking, I'll talk. Uh, you know, it was. I remember watching the video because it just so happened that the next night, the first night that the NHL was back in action, Pittsburgh yes, was hosted Buffalo. Yeah. And Ryan Miller got about a two-minute standing ovation <laughs> to get to – I remember it clearly because I was like, this YouTube video can't be real because it's like Crosby booed, Miller cheered in, in Pittsburgh. And I was like, oh, uh, this, this looks interesting. Two minutes of Ryan Miller getting a standing ovation and a good – a smattering of applause mixed with boos for Crosby when he was announced just as a – I don't remember if it was for the starting lineup or just going over the guys yeah, that played. Probably the starting lineup. But Ryan Miller, the visitor on that night – Getting the standing ovation, and it was Crosby that probably one of the few times in Pittsburgh he and got the gonna get booed. Yeah, the undercurrent <laughs> of booze happened. That's what I love. Love it. 
So I'm glad to see that the uh, World Junior team. It was it. Did you watch it? I saw bits and pieces. Uh, going down to the shootout. Mm-hmm. Terrible which, way to decide any sort of championship. I agree. I agree. Especially, uh, especially something like that. Um, they should treat it like the Stanley Cup, I where agree. it is just continuous five on five overtime. Mm-hmm. I know they want the ratings and everything like that, but in all honesty, the World Juniors ratings has gone up significantly over the past couple of years. I've even had people on Facebook, Twitter, and everything else that don't watch the NHL, that don't watch hockey, right. talk to me about the World Juniors. Like It's pulling people in to watch hockey that don't normally do it, and they got it. yeah, okay, cool, the shootout. Right. Awesome. I like to see some cool moves and stuff like that. But to decide the winner, mm-hmm. it should be the continuous five on five. Well, it's I think to your first point though, it's uh I feel like patriotism's a really strong word to use, but you know, people see that USA. Yeah. And and it's kinda like they know, like the USA Canada thing. Yep. They know USA Canada hockey, I'm gonna be interested. Oh yeah. It was I was even at a bar why it was on and there was some football that was on and people were asking for the football game to be changed to you know, why isn't US right. Canada on? They right. didn't even know like World Juniors. They just said US Canada is on. Hockey's right. on. US versus Canada, turn it on. The uniforms too, also how so close to the Lake Placid eighty uniforms. So those are fantastic yeah. uniforms that they had for that game. Love it. The uh MVP though still went to the Canadian. Uh let's see, I had it right here. Thomas uh Chabot. Cabot, yeah, uh, was named tournament. He played fifty, or excuse me, forty three fifty three in the losing effort for Canada in the in the championship game, which is pretty shocking. That you feel feel like you've got the t- six of the best defensemen under the age of twenty, and you still have to lean on one guy to play forty three minutes a night. He, he averaged forty. Well, I no, he uh, it just in the he played forty three in the last game. Forty three minutes. Forty three minutes. Fifty three in the in the defeat. In the defeat. So he played two full periods. Over two full periods. Over two full periods, which I mean, literally is every other shift. I mean, and and you know, you hear every other shift. That, that, yeah, but that is a literal. You're on, and then you are off. You are on, and then you are off. Yeah, you are. On. I, I mean, even more than that, because on and off, that you're, is just thirty. Yeah, minutes. you're you're on. For a minute and a half, you're off for 30. You're yeah. off for a minute and a half. You're off for 30. Yep. He said that he was proud of what he did in the tournament, but it's so hard to lose this game. I put everything I could into representing my country as well as I could to help the team win. I may have gotten the MVP, but I'm heartbroken. It's very difficult right now. I'm so sorry for you, man, but we we won. So, yeah. Not that hard. Sorry for you. I, I don't feel too bad. He is nope. a Canadian boy. And you know. I'm sure he also playing that probably just got himself his. Uh, three-year entry-level $900,000 contract per year and his first, what, $6.5 million over six years? Yeah. I'm sure those are already lined up for him now with that deal. Yeah. Does it say, uh, I didn't look at him, does it say if he's been drafted yet? Well, they do have the internet on computer, so let's take a look at that. Let's see. Let's see. He is Ottawa, the first over, okay. uh, first round 18th overall in the 2005 entry draft. Uh, he has actually played in one game and was minus two for the Senators this season. Uh, currently in the in the queue 
at St. John's. Five goals, 15 assists, 20 points, plus eight in 14 games there. All right. About a point a game defenseman as he's gone along. He In his first year, he was 55 games played, 22 points, then 66 to 41, and then 47 to 45, and now he's over a, a point per game. So you can hear, you can see the numbers show the offense is going up while the games are slowly going up. Yeah, the offense is definitely going up all across the board. Well, I mean, over in the queue, that's weird. Over in the queue, they do have high-scoring games. Sure. Compared to the other two junior programs, you've got the OHL, who's probably the lowest of the scoring games. It's well, it's getting up there. Okay, but the past couple of uh, the years prior, the O is where you got your tough guys, your power forwards. Sure, you got a couple of those snipers and the danglers out of there, but not they were mostly the the gritty power forwards. Yeah, they had the hands, but whatever. Then you went to the dub. Where it was a good balance between everything. Right. And the Q, I mean, the Q may have had 12 fights the entire league last year. <laughs> so you had nothing but danglers and your snipers and everything else over on that side. So, I mean, the the Q is the highest scoring league for the juniors. And uh, it looks like he's taking advantage of it. Yeah. As it goes uh Along there, the let's see, big shooter. Let's see, uh, Kiefer Bellows had, if I'm looking at the right line, two goals in the game. Uh, Charlie Kiefer M- Bellows, that sounds like a great name. Oh, such a good name. Uh, Troy Terry had the, I know he had the shootout goal, and it looks like he had a, I wonder if that's them just, they might just be giving him credit for that goal there, yeah. as Colin White and Jay, uh, Charlie McAvoy also scoring for Team USA. And let's see. Did you, uh, did you say Charlie McAvoy? I did. Is they got who he's, where he's going to be going? Well, let's give it a click. I'm sure they will. Uh, oh, he's a BU boy. Can you believe that? No. Imagine that. For those that uh, didn't hear us a couple weeks back, the entire, we, well, yeah. yeah, what was it? I think seven of the 18 or seven of the 20 that we figure were at Boston schools, not yes. even Hockey East, just yeah. Boston schools. Yep. Every other player was either a Boston U a uh, Boston College or somewhere else. I think there were two Northeastern, which isn't that located right outside Boston? I think so. And then there was, I, mo- most of them came from BU or BC, and then yep. everything kind of floated over to the Midwest after mm-hmm. that. Yep. Uh, he's actually, <laughs> go figure, he was a 14th overall pick by the Boston Bruins. Oh, all right. He'll be, he'll fit in nicely there. He'll fit in well. Yep. So. Other hockey news today, well, over the past week, did you see Patrick Lane go out? I did. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you think? You know, I actually, you know, and we've, again, something we've talked about, I didn't feel like it was an illegal hit. It was, I I just looked at it again. No. The only time that I thought it might have been illegal or I thought that it might have where I could have seen it was, you know, listening to it. I listened to the play-by-play, and it said it looked like that there was head-on-head contact, but it was just accidental because he hit him so hard, and <laughs> well, he got so – I mean, he shoulder-blocked him, and it just so happened that the head's hit. But it's not like he – like in a football player, he led with his head. What's different about a hit like this is Lane, he's a bigger guy. He's mm-hmm. a bigger forward yep. who has the skills of the smaller forwards. 
Uh, he's what six two or six three. Uh, let's look. I think he might be six five. Yeah. Okay. So he's six. He's six five. That's a big forward. That is a big boy. That's a big. That's a powerhouse forward. Yep. yep. So anybody who's going to hit him, that's a big defense because the biggest defenseman in the league right now is Charo, who's only six. Who's six seven. Right. So your average defensemen are the six four, six five, six six guys. So anytime you're going to go up against a forward like that, there's probably going to be a high chance that you're going to hit head to head. So there's nothing you can do about it. Your shoulders are meeting almost the exact same height. Yep. Now I can understand if Lillane was, you know, six one, six foot, or you know your normal average speedster forward who's got hands like he does. Sure. I could see them where they can turn around and go, hey, that was a head head hit and you know, you gotta watch that and all but in that case, you can't really say he was head hunting or anything like that. There's no way around it. If you're gonna hit that guy, you're gonna come up it's gonna look high because you have to hit him the same height that you are and go up through it. Well and you know and I'm I'm doing looking at a couple different things here and even the Jets now don't have a problem with it. Paul Maurice labels the Jake McCabe check as clean, and even Jets Nation describes it as a textbook collision. It was. Uh, there's more down here. Blake Wheeler. Uh, yeah, so just looked at it as a turning point of the game, and he used they use it as the momentum shift, but that he didn't. That there was nothing, you know. Nothing illegal about the hit. So again, no. it gets back to legal check leading to a, a line brawl. Mm-hmm. Which <clears throat> we've discussed on the show multiple of times of what the league's turning into with all these younger players who are coming up that haven't been taught properly yeah. by youth coaches or their semi-pro coaches or their junior coaches and stuff like that. Um where you're skating with your head down constantly right. to where you're going to get hit like this if you don't pick your head up. Mm-hmm. And the NHL's got to start el- figuring out and eliminating, which they they kind of are, but they're still not good at it, to where they have to make that deciding factor, was he skating with his head down? And if you look at this hit, I mean, he does, he turns to catch this puck. That's a suicide pass. Right. I was taught in the first year I was hitting. Right. If there's a suicide pass coming your way, don't touch it. Right. You're going to get lit up and you're going to get hurt. And that's exactly what happened was he turned to go pick that puck up. Who came across the ice? A big defenseman that's going to rip your head off. Yep. No, you're exactly right. And that it's you're spot on with that was that he his head was down. Yeah. yeah. Because he was trying to get a pass and it yeah. was that perfect timing and Again, it's like they said with the McCabe thing being clean is how upset can you be at? I mean, it, that's what you're taught as a defenseman. On the other hand, yeah. somebody's got their head down in the neutral zone you looking destroy, at the puck. Yeah, Absolutely. You, you destroy him. You teach him a lesson that you don't skate with your head down or I'm going to light you up. Right. And it, I mean, I know it's 20 years ago now, and but just any mention of the, the Vladdy hit uh, back in the cup finals. Well, in in ninety seven, yeah. that is the te- the most textbook same type of hit, but there was no retaliation. Scott Stevens' entire career, or, yeah, you know that's it's a great point. That's a great point. Scott Stevens wouldn't play a game in the NHL right now, yeah, 
because his entire career was hitting players with your head down. Yep. Look at the Paul Correa hit. Yeah. That literally knocked him out cold on ice, and everybody thought he was dead. And you zoom in, and you see the cloud yep. of fog on his yep. visor coming back to life. <laughs> that hit right there in this day of age would – Scott Stevens would have a six, seven-game suspension. The the other thing about that, and I, I mean I'm sure real you know guys that have followed the game a long time, is Korea's neck – I believe it was his next shift out he scored. It was. I believe his next shift out. He did. Stop the game. Gets off the ice. You know, the whole thing. Everybody, is this guy alive? Yeah. The puff of smoke and then or the puff of air. And then sure enough, he comes out and scores in the next shift. Yeah, that's it, it, the highlight of uh, the game. If you watch it, that's what they, they'll go. They'll show the hit and then they'll show him die <laughs> and then come back to life. <laughs> Quick breathe the air and be like, oh, where am I? And then the next shift is where he goes out and he scores. And it's like, well, he learned not to skate with his head down. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, that's the, I think that's the most unbelievable part. Not not even just that he was able to play. The fact that he <laughs> was able to sky. It's just unbelievable. Oh, this is nice. I didn't, I, I didn't know this happened. What do you got? Jonathan Taze loses a World Junior Championship bet to Patrick Kane. And there's a picture of good old Johnny Taze wearing a uh, United States hockey jersey. God, that would that would really really <laughs> excite me if I didn't hate Patrick Kane with such a passion. But it's it's good to see. But it's both guys were in uh, USA hockey jerseys, and I wanna. I'm trying to read on what the whole bet was. Oh, it was he won a five hundred dollar bet against Panarin, and can. Uh, that was about it. So Taze had to win. When uh, Taze lost, he had to wear the jersey. He won five hundred bucks from Panarin, and that was about it. And him and Austin Matthews celebrated. I guess. Got that that <laughs> Taze in the USA jersey. That does kind of look funny. Yeah. Go ahead and get if you get a chance, folks. Go ahead and Google the the Taze and Kane US jersey. That's all you got to do. Austin Matthews won a bet against good old Coach Mike Babcock. Really? Yeah, I guess they bet on the game. That's outstanding. It doesn't tell me what the the wagers were, but at the very end, uh, it says Toronto Maple Leafs forward Austin Matthews was also victorious in a bet against Coach Mike Babcock. Oh, I'm I'm sure that if there was if somebody actually took the time to compile it, you could have a whole web page of who bet who what. Who, oh yeah, throughout the NHL. Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, because uh, it was a couple of years ago when Getzlaff, Bobby Ryan. And uh, I, I'm pulling a Perry, Corey Perry, Corey Perry. When they all played on Anaheim, sure, they did the. They had a bet, um, with the Olympics, because Perry was the only American, right? So it was those two versus him. And if you look up, there's actually a commercial. I forget what the commercial was actually about. Of Getzlaff wearing the gold medal. And Perry wearing the silver, and they're joke, joking around about it and everything. And it was just a cool little commercial. It's like, well, cool for Canada, right? Cool for <laughs> but it was just cool how you know you see those two players, all three of those players right there, just joking around, you know, with the Olympics and everything right. else. And I guarantee there's a whole bunch of inside bets with teammates and coaches of, hey, my country's gonna whoop your ass. And well, there's, I mean, I I don't know if anybody. <laughs> doubts or, or questions just the fact that i mean 
international hockey is is there any question that it's it does draw the most Oh no. That's what bring that's what that's brings what, people out. And yeah. you know, the idea that the NHL might not go to what was it is it in Seoul, North Korea, South Korea, it's a, the Sochi? Uh, no, 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 coming up. The the I just know it's in, in one of the Korean I I want to say it's South Korea. And the NHL's talking about not going. Oh, the uh 2018 Yes, games. the game's coming out. Yeah. And I'm like <sighs> I mean, I understand and safety and not wanting to, to the season and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's where you market your sport the best. The, yeah, it's in Korea. Um, I am 100% against that. Against? The players not being allowed to go. Okay. Um, yes, I can, I get it on a business side that. The NHL's not getting money. They're putting their players up for a possible injury during the Olympics and stuff like that. I mean, we've seen it happen. Zetterberg got injured during the Olympics. Datsuk got injured during the Olympics. But what's going to happen is the second the NHL does, I think they're doing the 2018 games. It's the 2022 games that are going to be the questionable ones. Let's see. Because I know know it's... It's the the ones that are in Korea. I I just remember that when reading the article that that was what what stuck out. I think I, I what I what I think's happening is that the okay it, it's saying they're undecided on it. But what's okay. what's really in all honesty, what's going to happen in the long run is because Ovechkin's already said it. One of your biggest stars in the NHL, Alex Ovechkin, has already said if the NHL denies me from going to play for my country, I'm leaving. You're going to lose your players to the KHL. You're going to lose your players to all those Euro leagues that are allowing their players still to play in the Olympics. Well, what, I mean, what is it if you just, if you were to just go play? I, I don't. Is there, is there what, are they going to suspend him then when he comes back too? I'm, you lose him for two weeks and then you suspend him for two more? Yeah, I don't know. What the actual consequences would be, um, if it's gonna fall on them trying to say you are a breach of contract, your right. contract's null and void now, you can't play here. Well, then you're gonna start losing the biggest stars in your league. I, the, I mean, yes, and you're to to your point about it being a business, and 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 you know you're there to win and and to get to the playoffs and the Stanley Cup Finals and all that stuff and. And, you know, two weeks, two bad weeks in the NHL, you can go from first to third or first to eighth or eighth to first. Yeah. I, mean, there's, I mean, that's how close. And we've talked about that. But I don't know. I feel like if you're Washington and the threat or or any any team, you know, you're, you're you know, St. Louis and Peter Angelo comes up to you. You're, you know, any of these guys says, I, I want to play. It's not don't. it's not just individual teams. It's this is Gary Bettman saying this is the head honcho going right. This is what's going to happen. We're he's the one that's saying it, we're undecided on. It. It's not individual. If it was individual teams, then it'd be different. But this is the head guy. This is the big cheese up front now going. Hey, none of you guys are going. Well, then guess what? People like Ovechkin, and I know there's there's a couple others I can't think of off the top of my head have pretty much said fine. Screw you. We're out. Yeah, I'd, you're going to lose them. And I mean, I can tell you right now, Ovechkin's already an all-star over in Russia. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
even when he goes home during the summer, he's got all the billboards. He's got right. all this stuff over here. Why do you think Ilya Kovalchuk left? Right. He was the all-star over there, and he didn't even play over there. Right. And that's what Ovechkin is. So if he leaves, goes to play in the K, you're never seeing him again. Right. Like, I know uh, right now Kovalchuk has accidentally slipped that he kind of want he wants to make a comeback. Somebody like Ovechkin will not. Right. He's going to get all the money he wants. He's going to get all these uh, sponsors that he wants. He's going to – he could walk into Putin's office and go, I'm going to sit in your <laughs> chair, and they're going to let him. It's so funny because it's so accurate. <laughs> um, to And just to, to follow up on something we were talking about, I mean, when you look at it, the so that game was – it was actually in 2010, and it was the most watched game in 30 years. And which, with 27.6 million viewers, one? the U.S.-Canada okay. Crosby game, it was yep. 2010. And it was the best since the Lake Placid game. And when you just when you look at this, it is. It's just Olympic game. You're not getting any sort of, you know, game seven of the, of the rain, with the Rangers. It's the absolute, it's, it's the Olympic stuff. It's the international stuff that gets people to come out. It's the best of the best. Absolutely. It is the best of the best, and it's... Especially, like, the NHL doesn't draw a huge crowd compared to the other four sports. Right. The, the top In the top four, we're the lowest that draws a crowd. We're sure. getting better, but we're still the lowest. Right. When it comes to, for some reason, when it comes to the Olympics, it's different. You don't hear people talking about U.S., what they're doing in basketball. Right. You don't hear, well, you do uh, in the world, the FIFA World Cup. Right, you do hear about U.S. or what they're doing, but there's still not that big, you know, holy crap! For the gold medal, it's U.S. and Canada, or it's U.S. and Russia. We right. have to sit down and we have to watch right. this. Right, it's I, I, that's to that's probably just the product of them being too good. <laughs> that's the NBA. That's the that's the dream team. That's why I think I think that the the, the, the mystery is out on that. You know, on what I one I, when. I think most years when you when most Olympic years when you have mm. the the USA men's basketball team you're expecting them to win which takes a little bit of, yeah I mean I don't want to say it takes away from the, the the value of the watch but you're not as I feel you get more invested in the team that that it's it's rare and that's doing something outside of the norm like yeah. if the the Americans making it to the gold medal game that's not a that's not a a punch button thing that's not just going to happen no the the dream team you are expecting them to yeah. to win the gold so I, if you don't tune in a couple of games mm-hmm. all right well that's fine you know lebron's going to get them to the the gold medal game here you know is miller or goalie goalie of the olympics going to carry them are they yeah. not you know who's what's going to happen where I, I think that is uh a huge pull when it comes to the Olympics because like you said the basketball you're pretty much watching to see who which United States player has the most points yeah. for the entire tournament now when you turn to the hockey when you turn the Olympic games on you're sitting there and you're wondering which because it's not always the same which of these four teams are going to make it is it going to be U.S. versus Canada is it going to be U.S. or Russia or Russia Canada or Sweden or is it going to be mm-hmm. Finland you've got a group of You've got four or five teams every year that are battling for that gold medal that you don't know. Right. Other sports, right. you can sit and you go, all right, well, if we lose here, so-and-so team's going to win. Right. Or if we make it past here, we've got the gold. 
Right. We know what's going to happen. With hockey, you've got five different teams, five big powerhouses. And lately, the underdogs, like the Slovakias and everyone else, like they've pulled off upsets. Right. And you're like, wait a minute. Where I forgot Slovakia had a team. Right. And they just beat Russia 5-4 or 5-3. What's going on here? The you know, and which is also why the the NHL, the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best, is because you know nobody outside of the one or two seed in the NBA is making it. Yeah, you know the the NFL playoffs. Now this week was a bust, and I feel like Wild Card Weekend more often than not you can pick. Now the next weekend may have some intrigue to it, and then the championship games and the Super Bowl is its own thing. And baseball, you know, hot pitchers, and yeah, and there's yeah. October baseball is probably the second best thing, but it's two months of. You could be the eighth seed that snuck in on the last day and get LA. the hot goalie. LA right. 2013. Oh, yeah. Yeah. More recent than that. Wow. God, crazy. I have the 10 5. Yeah. With uh, beating the Devils in the Cup Finals. Exactly. And then, you know, how many <laughs> here in Detroit, how many eight seeds, seven seeds ended up knocking us off in the first round? Yeah. And then going all the way to the Cup Finals. Edmonton, when they lost to Carolina, was an eight seed. Yeah. Which, uh, looking at that 06 roster, how it ever lost the game. <laughs> Just shocking and sure enough that was it for them yeah it's it's something i'm i'm looking at i hope they don't because you are going to lose a lot of players big name players throughout the entire league it looks like the the possibility of nhl participation in the Oh boy, do I even do I don't want to start an internet international incident by trying to announce this? What is it? Pyeongchang? I have no idea. Okay. By that's, the Olympics. That's why I said the South <laughs> the, the, the Korean Olympics. Yeah. Hinges on whether the IOC and the IIHF agree to fund the out of pocket costs for the league to send the players to a six consecutive Olympics. So they basically want the International Olympic Committee and International Hockey to pay for the players to go. To fund the out-of-pocket cost for the league to send the players, they're not going to do that. There's a possibility. There's a high possibility that they're not going to do that, <coughs> and then you, we're going to fall into which actually would be kind of cool. Um, you're going to see these World Junior kids play in the Olympics, right? But then you're going to have to come across another. You're going to have to come across Russia. Well, granted, I I should I should note because I did just realize that article was from back from May. So almost a year old, but that was the sticking Still, point. Of the yeah. And knowing the speed at which things get resolved in the NHL or in sport, it's probably the exact same yeah. thing. So you're, if it does happen, you're going to have all these college kids once again playing in the Olympics against Russia, who's a powerhouse. Right. You're going to have KHLers. Yeah. You're going to have against college uh, kids. The what is it? The the SEL Swedish Elite League. Yep. Against the um, what's the it's, what's the Finnish elite league called the uh, the Sigma yeah this whatever I saw from playing NHL yeah. all, all these years whatever they call it the Sigma league yeah 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 look at you yep. I like, know you took Finnish look at <laughs> Finnish well my brother got an offer to go play at Sigma league uh, uh league A or no league B look at that there's three different leagues over there Sigma league A B and C okay and the of course the A is the top dogs. Yep. And uh, that's the only reason why I remembered that it was Sigma Ligia. You should have just owned it. You had it. That's all you. I don't want to lie to people. Of Plus, it's a good little name drop for the brother. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. not bad. 
He isn't playing hockey now. He's a loser. Oh, okay. Well, on that note, let's head over to the stars of the week in the NHL. Uh, that's a nice, that's what we call a segue in the business. Yeah. Third star of the weekend was, or third star of the week was actually Braden Holpe. 2-0 and in three games with a 1.29 goals against average, save percentage of .955, and two shutouts, so that ain't bad to guide the Capitals to a perfect yeah. 3-0 week. I don't. How did he only go 2-0? I guess he filled in? Got a, yeah, that's a... He yielded, he yielded three goals and a 6-5 overtime victory against the Maple Leafs, so it looks like he didn't get the start in that one and then came on in relief would be mm-hmm. my guess. Uh, no, because then he would have gotten the win. So actually, he was pulled. He would have been pulled in that one. He got a, the no decision. Okay, he, yeah, that would make sense. Because if he if he was in for the overtime winner, then he would. Um, that, we must have had a slow week. Yeah. If it, <laughs> granted, the two shutouts, but if you get pulled in a six five, yeah, I at least you balanced it. Yeah, you're not a Red Wing goalie who would get pulled and then get pulled again and then let in three, and that would be your good game. Anyway, Patrick Maroon. In four games, five goals, one assist, six points. Uh, let's see. To move the Oilers to 21-14-7. and seven, uh, Touchdowns all around on that one. And a two-and-two two week. So good work by the He had his, let's see here, scored twice. His uh, fifth career multi-goal outing and a 5-3 to three loss to Ottawa. He was held off the score sheet in a game against New Jersey, but did have his first career hat trick in a 4-3 to three victory over the Bruins on the 5th of January. Good for him. Yeah, no kidding. And then how about Michael Grabner, who's I feel like has been around the league in five different teams forever. And I feel like he joined the league back in 2001. Yeah, I, it's it's unbelievable. I, all and I know about him is speed for days. And I th- yes. if I'm thinking of the right guy, speed yes. for days. Yes. But he had a 5-2-7 and seven week, two game winners in three contests to move the Rangers to 28-13-1. Wow, how about that? Only one overtime loss. Wow. Uh, he was held off the score sheet in a 4-1 loss to Buffalo, um, but part of the winning tallies as well as consecutive multi-point and plus-four performances in the following two games, going 2-1-3 in a 5-2 victory over the Flyers and th- hat-trick plus-one apple. For four points and a 5-4 victory against the Jackets. Honestly, I feel like Grabner has been around, honestly, forever. The 29-year-old Austrian native. Yeah, and I just pulled up his stats, and a, he his first year was in 2009-2010. Unbelievable. With Vancouver. But he has traveled about uh, a lot. He went from Vancouver, New York, then well, to the Islanders. Right. Then he went to Toronto. Then he just went down the street to the Rangers. And there you go. It's you know, and we've had the conversation. What is just the right mix of guys that finally yeah. allowed him to shine, or those at the playing time, or one good game and he was able to build off it. I mean, that's it's what we've been hoping for for our guys. Hockey is always about the the right mix of guys at the right time, right? Uh, we we see that with the wings. You have a you have a good mix of players. That will be very good, but as of right now, they're not gelling. Right, and you see that in the record and yeah. how they've been playing. So there's just I don't know if it's because they all haven't played together long enough, or what their deal is. They just don't gel. You had a guy like Grabner who's got speed. Oh. With, I mean, he's not the biggest producer usually of points and goals. But, I mean, you put him with somebody 
like Zuccarello, right. like Zabinajad. I I mean, you've got that's a very quick two, All right? And the next thing you know, hey, you're a first star of the week. Yep. <laughs> the uh, let's see here. The NHL looks like oh, is it only video? Come on, give me. Yeah, the NHL, uh, or excuse me, uh, TSN had their midseason awards, but it looks like they did it video style only. Aww. What fun is? Come on, give me a list of something that I can we can talk about here. The midseason awards. Yeah, I, we are. We're at the forty game point. Yeah, hard to believe, huh? Time flies when you're having fun, or time flies when you have given hope, given up hope. Yeah, well, I don't want to say I was the first one, but. i did call it quickly Uh, you did well and the uh well we'll get we'll get into the wings a little bit a little bit later we'll we'll finish up this segment here and then we'll do the we'll do all we'll do all wings in the second hour i mean there isn't much we'll find more there's always something else you can talk about there isn't much to talk about with the wings well (laughs) that's that's why we're relegating it to the second half yeah (laughs) we're just gonna leave that for the second half the whole last week's west coast trip yeah wow seven Uh, i mean i know i just said we were gonna move it right along but you know what so they're five games into the strip they're two two and one with two games left to go honestly they can split the final two and go three three and one that's better than i would have ever projected was getting seven points out of it yeah yeah you're right but we'll save, we'll save it. So the uh, Oilanders, uh, Oilanders, Oilanders. Wow, wow. I don't Oilanders. What was I combining there? Oilanders. Oh, the Oilers and the Islanders somehow. Yeah. There's nothing on my page that says Islanders. It was definitely that's what that was. Oilanders. If I ever start a team, though, yeah, they're the Oilanders to be sure. I've. We'll talk about it later. Okay. I made the best NHL. Uh, online team. Okay, it's hilarious. Love it. Looking forward to it. God, no, what? Are you, come on, what do you got for me? It's actually because I think it's hilarious sure. because when you play on when you start those teams on the uh, EA SHL or whatever it is, sure. Uh, you pick from stuff that is already recorded. Oh right, for Doc Emrick to say. So my my team's name is Five Best Friends. <laughs> so it is hilarious to me every time somebody on my team picks up the puck. And I hear Doc Emmerich just going, the best friends skating down the ice. And he said, I was like, yes. (laughs) Oh, that's a great setup. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I wish I was that creative. I would never think of that in my life. It's the five best friends, and it just has a big B on the front of their jersey with the Fs on the side. Like on the, oh, yeah. It's It's solid. And every time Doc talks about it, the best friends, and it's like, yes. I am very jealous of your creativity <laughs> right now because that is as about as good as it gets. I've seen a couple of them that's like, okay, that's pretty smart, but you're still not the five best. No, friends. no, no, no. What you what you need to see too is <laughs> what you definitely need is you need to see if uh, if you can import something and do like a a hangover T-shirt of the three best friends <laughs> and have that be the front of the jersey. That, that would, would be that would be well. something. That would be fantastic. Anyway, what, what got this all started, what I was trying to say, was that the <laughs> Oilers had sent down their top pick, the fourth overall pick, uh, Pooley Arvey. Did I pronounce that right? Yep. Look at that. 
the, my favorite word with two double J's. That's fantastic. Anytime you can get two J's in a word, it's a great name. Two J's and 17 vowels. And- yeah. <laughs> P-U-L-J-U-J-A-R-V-I. We yep. need to make that a word. That needs to be in the English language as just a regular, oh, I got PRV today. Yeah. Uh, a RV today. They recalled Ashton Slipshev and placed Yonef Gustafsson. Yonef. Who would probably be one of the best backups in the league if he could stay healthy. Yeah. He was so good the three, what, the two, months, three years we yeah. had at home? Oh, my the, gosh. When he first came over from Toronto, uh, the monster, he was a very, very good backup. Yeah. And then injury just kept taking a toll to where now it's like what's you you can't not only can you not stay healthy you can't get fully re- recovered to where you could be a good backup and i mean that was always his his troubles too i mean he had that that trouble in the stops before was that mm-hmm. his, the knock on him was that you couldn't you know he was never a number never never a number one goaltender cuz you couldn't rely on him because yeah. of health <laughs> well, that's how uh which i'm glad he kind of pulled out of that's how dubnik was he was never that uh mainstay goaltender because of injuries and lack of confidence and well now we see what happened there right well i mean i mean you can make the argument too isn't that what kind of jimmy howard's becoming yeah i mean you i mean you can't maybe that's why ken holland has always been so steadfast about saying wow we're perfectly fine with our goaltender situation the way it is right now is because he knows that you know jimmy's been down twice this year was down twice last year and i believe he was down twice the year before but I mean, we're getting to the point where we got to rethink something here. Yeah, yeah, that's to be sure. So. What, what else is going on in the NHL today? So the, I believe the last time we were here was it was it, was it the Monday or is it Tuesday, the day after that the the Jackets played the the Wild in the in the streak battle. It's the day after. It was Tuesday. Yeah, right? because uh, Columbus won. Yep, Wild lost to keep their streak going. Uh, are they still? Do they still have the streak? No, up? Columbus then lost to the Capitals at sixteen. Yes, because uh, was it uh, Barakovsky, Sergei Babarovsky? Mm, yeah, some other Russian. No, I the uh, <laughs> what's the, the, the second line guy? Second line center uh, for Washington. Yeah. Oh, um. Because Babarovsky's yeah the the netminder in Columbus yes. yeah the I think it's uh, Burkowski isn't that right Alexei Burkowski I think so uh, we'll make it up as we go along here the moral of the story was that he had said that you know he tweeted before the game that it's going to be very exciting and something to celebrate when they end the streak and he said that the day before the what, what they a played ballsy move I know I how gutsy do you have to be to say you're going to end a uh, sixteen game winning streak that's putting them out there. How do you find pants that fit after that? Hey, right? And then they actually follow through, too. Let's see. I'm, I'm pulling it up. Yeah, it's th- that's one of the things that you just don't do because uh, you, you just. Uh, well, I don't have a problem because it's regular season. Still. Eh, you know, you, so why you, you lose the game? Do eh, what happens to you? Eh, what happens to you after that? You still don't do it because. It, because you look so bad if it doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, a team that's on a 16-game winning streak, I don't know if I'm really in any sort of... I don't know if I want to poke that beast at all. But Not at all. Yeah. Not... that No. Because what, what pops in my head when people c- 
call games like that is when Mark Messier did it. Yeah. And that's just... There would have been some egg on his face, huh? Yeah, it panned out, but you just... How much crap he got. Like, what are you doing? Well, any guarantee. I mean, you really... You are putting them out there anytime you make a guarantee like that in any sport. Yeah. Because you're... I mean... In the most, I'm going to make the most obvious statement ever. You're just one guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't control the rest of the guys. You don't. I mean, unless you're confident that their mindset is, yeah, we're going to do this. That's that's really putting them out there for just you. Yeah, you know, you you can't. Everybody in the locker room when you announced when you threw something like that over Twitter, you just got the stare down from everybody in the locker room. Like you're an ass, right? You're a jerk. Why would you put us under this type of pressure? Because not if we don't do it. It's not just you that looks bad. It's going to come across the headline, Washington Capitals call out Columbus and fail. <laughs> I hope that was. I hope that would have been the verbatim headline. <laughs> just that simple. Just that simple. That's, Caps call out jackets. Fail miserably. Yeah. Because that, that would have been a legit, what a, could have been a headline. No, you're, yeah. I don't disagree. You're 100% correct. And I would have, I definitely, if I was on that team, I'd, oh no, I would have slapped you. You do not do that. Although, you know, what he, what he probably knew or, or what the expectation I think was, I, I'm, I'm sure is that as that streak wears on, you just know that, I mean, every team, you're going to get the best shot of every team. Oh, yeah. For so, sure. So, you know, that he said that knowing that the entire roster was like, we're we're doing this, all right. Mm-hmm. We're doing this. Uh, Barakovsky just just probably voiced what <laughs> everyone else was thinking. I it doesn't necessarily make it okay. <laughs> I'm not necessarily saying it's okay. I'm just saying that it, he was probably the one that 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 said what every guy in that locker room was thinking. Yeah. Okay. I'll you're, deal with that. You buy that? All yeah, right. I'll that's good. That. That's good. Because I mean, you, you you do. I mean, you wouldn't want to. You always want to be that one. You do. But you still have to put caution to the wind. Yeah. Uh, Columbus, let's see here. Since those streaks ended. They were 8-2. and two. In their last 10, so that means they would yeah. have lost two straight since. Yep. Which is to be expected. There's always that correction after a, a long winning streak. Yeah, there is. Usually. I mean, which, you, don't, you I don't, mean, don't lose one and then tend to reel off five straight afterwards. That'd be phenomenal if that happened. Well, that's what we need uh, the local boys to do. So yeah, after yeah, yeah. Eh. so they lost. Well, Washington shut them out five nothing. Then they lost to New York five to four, and then got back on the winning ways with a, a victory over Philadelphia yeah. two to one. Which that was one of the things I seen across Facebook today was even though they did lose two in a row, and the typical torts would have lost his mind, right. Would have just benched everybody and said everybody's on the trade block. We're we're we're, re- we're rebuilding. <laughs> he even came out and said, "Because I mean, you don't really have." He came out and said, "I'm not worried." What? Well, right? I mean, you're what are you going to go eighty two and zero? Yeah, we just came off a sixteen game win streak. Then we lost two. I'm not worried. I and it even says it's, you know, he's coming out and saying, "I trust my boys." They're going to win. They're going to hop on another streak. They're still going to come out on top of everything. Which, it's proving a point that it's not. One of the articles, even the first thing that popped up is, 
this is not the New York Rangers John Tortorelli. Right. Because like I said, if that would have if that was still the torts from New York, Henrik Lundqvist would have been traded for a seventh round. <laughs> Everybody would have been gone. It would have been game over. He would have fought in the locker room. So it's definitely going to be fun. So Minnesota, since their streak ended, see what they've done. Look, let's see here. So this so far this year, so they beat San Jose, lost to the Kings, and then beat the Ducks last night on what apparently NBC is now NBCSN debuting Sunday Stars as a hashtag. Did you see that last night? Yeah, no. they were this. They were at the Anaheim Minnesota game. The little logo in the corner. You know how they got the little NBC uh, peacock up in the corner. Yeah, and right below there they had hashtag Sunday Stars. And they were following uh, Kessler and Suter around with a shift timer for both of them. And I'm guessing that this Sunday nights now, this is what you're going to get on NBCSN, is you're going to get whoever's playing the Sunday night game, they're going to be followed around with a little uh, little clock and pick two guys that are going to be on a Star Trekker all night. That's stupid. That's, that's branding. What it is? Sunday stars. That's 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 alliteration. That's that's trying to get more viewers, more more TV time, all that wonderful stuff that they're doing. You don't do that. Well, to their, I mean, I credit them for even at eight o'clock putting something on because I don't know if you tried to flip through the channels like on Sunday at any time. TV sucks. Out well, outside of the football games, literally, it's like the rest of the networks when the NFL NFL is on. Just wave the white flag. Yeah. I mean, there was nothing. Nope. I mean, I was trying FS1 and, uh, you know, Fox Sports Detroit and ESPN. And it's it's women's college basketball, auto racing, <coughs> and okay. just like a, spe- you know, a half an hour say, special on something. You, you know ESPN's not going to play anything. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's the NFL partners. So, of yeah. course, that's why they're going to. Uh, they're not going to play anything other than a NFL 30 for 30. <laughs> right. So true that you've already seen seventeen times the week prior. Have they done an NHL an anything NHL related thirty for thirty? Oh yeah. Oh, have they? You haven't seen any of them? No. There's the Kings ransom. Oh, the trade for Greg. That was the yeah. th- okay. There's uh, the NHL's uh, thirty for thirty Kings ransom, which is amazing. Of course. Um, and then there is was was there one on the miracle? No, there was. Uh, it's not a thirty for thirty. But it is a. It's called the uh, miracle instead of miracle. Okay, it's called the miracle of men. Okay, and it's Russia's side of the nineteen eighty games. Nice. Okay, which is very. It was very cool. They follow Vatisov around and all of that, and they go through all their training camps and how they've been together for thirty years before they played this game. Sure, all that. But there is. Um, I can't think of the name right now. Uh, one of the thirty for thirties is going with the Islanders back in the eighties. Their owner, who ended up buying the team, but didn't have the money to buy the team, okay. and it, like it's why can't I think of that? Let's see. Like he forged documents and stuff like that to actually buy an NHL team. 
which was the Islanders, and then went bankrupt. And oh god, it was good. God, thirty. They've been doing eight seasons of thirty for thirties. Would you have ever guessed that that, that those started in 09? No. Delve into the mindset of Boston Bruins most legendary enforcer John Wensick was another one. I didn't see that one. Let's see. Has it even come out? I think that might be. Um, I haven't seen that one. I cutthroat a thirty for thirty on. It doesn't say Zednick, but who had the uh, the got a carotid uh, severed the carotid artery? The goalie, Clint Malarchuk. Right, look at you. Look at you. Because I feel bad, but I every time somebody got somewhere near close to getting hit in the neck, I've always yelled, Mal- get Malarchuk. <laughs> so, but there's going to be uh, our tough guy. That's the one that you were talking about is yeah. the enforcer for Boston. Mm-hmm. That's the one I haven't seen. Um, why, honestly, why can't I think of? It's something, uh, puck shot or something like that with the guys from the Islanders, but he was the GM. So I, I think they've only done three of them. <coughs> three. I think the tough guy one will be the third NHL. Yeah, baseball. NHL thirty for thirty. Uh, yeah, it looks like big shot. Big shot. There you How go. How a scam of epic proportions plagued an iconic NHL franchise. Yes. And King's Ransom was actually the first one. Wow. And that was the Gretzky trade. That was one of those things where I probably, I probably didn't feel like I needed to see that because I, you, as a hockey fan, you felt like you knew everything that went down on that. You, It is one of those that you're like, do I really want to watch this? Right. But I did sit down and I was like, what? Really? Yeah, because it gets both sides. It how the fans from Edmonton reacted, knowing that the great one who just won all these Stanley Cups with everybody right. is getting traded, and at that same time, to it gives the side to, of L.A., who is a brand new kind of the brand new franchise that is the Hollywood version of hockey. That was before you know all the Florida teams and everything else. It's the biggest hockey. St- City over on that side, and they're sure they're getting. Excuse me, they're getting the greatest player in the world. Okay, so I mean, you watch it, you're like, well, I I know that happened and all that, but then some of the things like the death threats that the GM from Edmonton was receiving from the fans, saying either you retire, you quit. Or we're killing you and your family. Really? Yeah, like he got letters to his house saying, we're killing you. We're, you're done. You know, quit all this. They were actually, they had, you know, uh, when you watch like overseas stuff of them with the like dummies of hanging people. Sure, and all sure, that, sure. They were making those. They were furious. Wow. And then the biggest attendance record that LA's probably ever had was... Day one, game one, Wayne Gretzky. They said that all the movie stars at that time, they knew of hockey. Right. But they didn't know really what hockey was until Wayne Gretzky came. And they're like, who is this kid? Let's go. Why is everybody talking about him? They said there was more celebrities in the stands that just went there to go see who Wayne, who this Wayne Gretzky guy is. God, that's crazy. Like they... I think they showed, there was like, 
10 back to back during the, just the documentary that they showed that we're just sitting in front row like we have to be here. This has been the talk of the summer of the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Who is this guy coming from Edmonton, coming from Canada to L.A.? Who is he? Well, I, I, I guess it's good to say that I think it's pretty clear that the game's made strides since then. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's pretty clear that the game's actually, made strides since then. Speaking of like stuff like that, I, I just read an article of uh, that Brian Leach wrote talking about his time being a Ranger. Right. And it was mainly like growing up, loving the game of hockey, being so lucky to play with the Rangers, and celebrating his 21st birthday party with two of his uh, growing up his favorite hockey players uh, Guy Lafleur and okay. uh, why can't I think of the other one I can't think of the other one right now but they they came back to the Rangers for one season and it was Leach's 21st birthday season and they took him out they got him drunk and all that <laughs> stuff and he said it was the coolest thing ever but then he went into discussing because at that time Gretzky went from L.A. He went over to St. Louis. Right. And a couple of years prior, that's when Messier went from Edmonton over to New York. Okay. And Leach and Messier became really good friends. Of course. And Leach would make jokes back to Messier going, hey, we need some help. Why don't you call your buddy Wayne? <laughs> and Messier would be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And in the article, it said that they were they ended up being roommates on the road. And every night, Mark Messier would call Wayne Gretzky, and they would sit on the phone for hours talking about their week. Really? Yeah. He said it was the coolest thing he's ever heard. Those two great hockey players that are very best friends call each other from wherever they are, talk about hockey and him sitting there. And then when the announcement came that summer of, what was it, 98? I want to say, yeah, 1997 or 98, yeah. or maybe 98, 99. Yeah, somewhere around there. That Wayne Gretzky was coming to New York. Brian Leach said that he thought it was a dream. This isn't really happening because his first game that Leach played in the NHL was against Wayne. Really? With Edmonton. And they said right when Wayne Gretzky came there, New York Rangers hockey went from just being a hockey team to the greatest spectacle that New York has ever seen just because of Wayne Gretzky. Everywhere they went, paparazzi, you know, he said that they would try to go out to dinner and it wouldn't be going out to dinner. It would be going to some magical thing where people are following you around with cameras and everything else where you're like, okay. Really? I'm kind of panicking because I'm with. <laughs> I don't really right, know what right. to do. God, that's awesome. That's awesome. Gretzky, yeah, 96, 97 was his first year there. Okay. 96, 97. So right. was that his last game with the Blues was the Eisman Slapper. That would have been mine too. Yeah, I would have Okay. All right. So I guess well, let's, 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 let's take a break. Oh, let's break yeah, for a second. Yeah, we all are. Right. And then we'll, we'll go all wings after that. Sounds good. All right. We're going we're gonna to step aside for just a quick minute. Catch our breath, get a little get a little fluids in us, and we'll come on right on back and we'll dissect the Red Wings. Okay. Alrighty. You're not even talking into a mic. Is that really that important that you're talking to a microphone? Is that real? I mean, that's I guess that's probably important. Highly. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. If the board op tells you to talk into the microphone, then you gotta talk in the microphone. 
what's what's good though is that you you talk so deep back there that the mic did pick you up. Of so course it, was, it did. <laughs> of course it did. What a weird! It was actually a really weird week for Detroit. I mean, one I, I, one and two, but you lose two defensemen. You you scratch one of your one of the guys you think's going to be like. How does Anthony see you get scratched for not scoring it, for one goal in ten games? And Nyquist hasn't been scratched, and he hasn't scored since before Thanksgiving. I don't even think that's sarcasm. I think it's 100% true that he hasn't scored since before Thanksgiving. No, he hasn't. But um, is it because you he's already shattered and you can't bring his confidence any lower? I think it at that in at this point it's they sit somebody like Anathasiu cuz he hasn't scored in a while and not Nyquist because of the veteran presence. You think of Anathasiu, he's still double A, he's it's his only second year sure. in the league. Okay. So you can get away with sitting that that guy. Now if you sit Nyquist, especially with a contract year pot you know, in the in the future. Right. That's gonna sit on him and go, You just healthy scratched me. Right. And if you wanna resign me Do we wanna resign him? But I'm just saying. I'm okay. Just, I, I, right now, I wouldn't. <laughs> but I mean, anything can happen, right? So you got to think that you healthy scratch a guy like Nyquist, who's supposed to who's supposed to be one of your top point getters, right? He goes somewhere else because you healthy scratched him, and then all of a sudden he finally turns his game on, and you like, shoot yourself in the foot, right? Although. <laughs> you take him for the next year and a half with his game turned on and be happy with it. But yeah. Anyway, so the Wings started the week uh, in Anaheim playing against the Ducks. Still tough for me to not call them the Mighty Ducks. Play the Ducks of Anaheim. Yeah. And they, the two teams combined, combined for 45 sh- or 47 shots. And Peter Mrazek would end up getting the loss in that one, two to nothing. And that was a game I was hoping we would have would have taken. What I well, and what what this week also did is reminded me personally, anyway, how great it is to be out of the West. Yeah, I mean, because these were weekday games at ten thirty, bedtime. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, big guys got to read the read the recap in the morning. Exactly. I got, a co- I got a couple of texts from friends saying, "Hey, are you watching a game?" Dude, it's twelve thirty. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm sleeping. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is I'm an adult now, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, when I was working at the bar and everything else, yeah, sure, I'll stay up and watch a game now. I got a meeting at nine thirty. I'm not staying up till twelve thirty to watch this game, especially the way they are now. Yeah, no. but I mean, the the Associated Press article literally put was solid when tested, but he had practically nothing to do against the Red Wings in comparison. Uh, they do on to say in comparison to the game against Philly where he faced 54 shots, which obviously when you face 23 after facing 54, you do have nothing to do in comparison, but that's less than a shot, you know, what average of seven shots a period. What is that going to do for you? Uh, Make you bored. Yeah. Uh, The only goals uh, Nick Ricci scored in the first at the 1354 mark from Vermette and case. And then Case would actually score his third of the year from Vermet and Bieksa at the seventeen oh six mark. So, all the way up until the final three minutes, Detroit was still just one shot away in that one. They really were. Uh, I mean, it falls back to 
the same problem we've been having all year. There's no goal support. Right. Zero. Literally, in this case. Well, yeah. And then, and then but I mean, it's, against Anaheim, it was literal zero. Yeah, it's been all year. There right. isn't goal support. You are trying to happen all year long where you want to try to win the one or two goal games. Right now, you're not. Right. You You need to change something up to where you're going to possibly put up three or four. And <clears throat> Well, prior to that, though, they they were doing a little bit better on the scoring front. I remember, for I think, la- yeah, yeah, I think la- week, what we were saying, well. that they yeah. had, what, 23 goals in the six games, if you include shootouts yeah. as the one goal. There was, the, there was, what was it, last week or a week and a half ago where they, we were talking, like, okay, this could be us turning it up here. Here we go. And then we go out west. Yeah. Once Ooh. again, power play, zero. Uh oh, we we have an update. Just because I I I'm trying to trying to get to it, and I, this this was important enough to draw a bell on the Red Wing website. Notes both Ablocator and Green could return thing. in Chicago. Yeah, I seen that, but we're gonna, we're gonna bring this back into play like we did last. <laughs> Please week. power play. It's just fantastic. It is so good. Oh for three. Oh for three against the Ducks. Yeah, against the Ducks. And what keeps. Last year, I was on the stint that the Wings had an issue blocking shots. Right. Which they did. Most of the game, there was a couple decent games where they got into double digits of blocking shots. This year, they're blocking more. Mm -hmm. But what's happening is they are blocking more, but then you take a look at that giveaway stat, which almost has doubled. Well... It, the weird thing in the game against Anaheim is that, again, statistically speaking, so yes, they were out. I'm they were outshot twenty twenty four to twenty three. So neither team shot very well. Wings had a fifty seven percent one fifty seven percent of the faceoffs. Yeah, they did keep the Ducks off the scoreboard on the power play too. Yeah, so if you're not going to score, at least keep the other team off. Yeah, they out hit them by two, out blocked them by five, and had two less giveaways. But last year, if you look at the stats of last year. There is less block shots, less giveaways. Less block shots, less giveaways. Yes. And now we're getting more block shots, but turning the puck over more. Yes. Which is leading to those. So what would you rather? More shots get through and you turn the puck over less? <clears throat> uh, or you're yeah. blocking, you're preventing shots from getting through? I don't. I, I honestly I I couldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaning more towards the giveaways because at least you have hopefully a goalie that is gonna uh, that's gonna give you a chance, right? Because who knows where these giveaways were, right? You could be breaking the puck out of the zone, throw the puck up the middle, boom, giveaway goal, right? Or you could be down in the offensive zone trying to set up a play. Next thing you know, giveaway two on one goal. Right. At least with the less giveaways, there's those less odd man rushes. True. Now with block shots, okay. I would love for the Wings to block a 1,000 shots a game. Not going to happen. So you're going to have to rely on a goaltender a little bit more. So right now this year, 
I think I'd rather rely on the goaltenders less. If if Howard's not playing, I think I'd rather rely on the goaltenders less. You think? Yeah. I think I would. Also in that game, uh, <laughs> here's a reason uh, not to rely on the goaltenders. You lose two defensemen. Brendan Smith only played 12-45. Nicholas Crownwall played 12-13. Uh, Red Wings had to finish. And then, you know, it, I guess this kind of goes to show that, you know, when you don't really have a stalwart defenseman, it, it's not one guy. So you can look at it as a good as a bad, th- a good and a bad thing. Yeah. It, nobody, I, I mean, DeKaiser was still led the team in ice time that night with 25 and a half minutes, which is a lot for him yeah. on uh, in a given night. But yeah. you have two defensemen playing under 13 minutes and nobody even pushes 30. I don't know. That's I mean, it's it's like kind of like the Suter thing. I mean, when they have six healthy defensemen, he's pushing thirty a night. You have somebody that you don't have. You you're basically saying I don't think there's anybody here that I can give the every other shift mentality to. You can't. I don't trust them to go out there every other shift. <laughs> no. uh, now <clears throat> I can't talk today. Cronwall back in his heyday, you didn't would have been the bar- post Lindstrom probably the best candidate. Yes. Um. <laughs> now. No, the, the, not at all. The real crazy thing, I think, the come out of the Ducks game. So you 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 bench Athanasiu, you lose two defensemen, then you have to go to Staples, and you end up winning four nothing. And look who scored, right? And it's I tell you, not only look who scored, look who got on the score sheet. Uh. Three out of the four times, right? And and frankly, um, I don't know if you want to do it now or if you want to wait till the end of the year. But I am in contact with Thomas Vanek's agent ASAP, and he's getting two more years right now. Uh yes. I I'm sorry. You do it now before the before he hits the open market before yes. he continues this and the price goes up. People, I'm sorry. He's been the best. I I think he yeah. might have been the best forward this season so far. Yeah. People will disagree with you. I'm of on course. The, I'm on the board with you of because everybody was already against the Van Exciting. Right. Um, I'm all for it. You keep Vanek. You don't get rid of him. And right now, yeah, if I was Ken Holland, I'd have that number on speed dial. Huh? Speed dial one, be, even before 911. <laughs> Vanek's agent. Yeah, Vanek's agent, then 911. And then my wife. I, I mean, if if he wants, I mean, the only, I, obviously, if he's saying no, I'm gonna, I want a five year, five million per. Obviously not. But I mean, if he's willing to I don't take think a, he'll ask for something a two like year four per. I, I'm sorry, you have a lot less productive players making more money than that on this team right yeah, now. I uh, I don't think he'll ask for something outrageous because he's been shipped so many times he's to different teams all over the place. Yeah, and. After the buyout with Minnesota, I know this is his redemption year, so he is going harder. Right. He may he's going to ask for a little bit more, but he's not going to ask for something outrageous, or he shouldn't. Right. Depending on where he lands stat wise at the end of the season, but he, I, I one of the big things where I don't think he'll ask for a lot is because he, I mean. He has a tendency to get those little bumps and bruises to where it's going to keep him out for a week or so sure. here or there. We've seen it. Yeah. So he's not playing the whole 82. Now, if he was 
100% healthy, all 82, then I could see him asking for a little bit more. Right. He, uh, to your point, though, he him uh, he was paired with uh, Nielsen, which he's been as of late, and then Athanasiu was the winger on that line, and they got the job done. It was Vanek getting his eighth from Nielsen and Athanasiu at the 142, early goal, early lead. And I think the biggest thing, and obviously looking back, it's real easy to say, but when you get a two-goal lead, when was the last time you remember the Wings having a two-goal lead in a game with Athanasiu scoring from Mantha? His sixth at the ten, uh, the ten o two mark to make it two nothing, and then Vanek before the period would expire at the eighteen seventeen mark would score from Athanasiu and Erickson, and it was three nothing after one. Yeah, <clears throat> huge start for the Wings. That you, Big start that you haven't seen oh, in a long time. Absolutely not. Nothing in the second, and it would uh, stay that way all the way until the seven thirty three mark of the third when Mantha would get his tenth from Tatar and Jensen, and make room for Mantha because there's uh, he's clearly not going back down. He's your, I, was gonna le- say, I believe he's your leading goal scorer. Nobody else has 10. Yeah, Larkin I, may have 10, but that's it. I was going to say, who would have thought you'd be saying Anthony Mantha, 10th goal of the season? Right. I mean, I've seen articles already pop up everywhere saying it's about time the Red Wings are finally starting to see the Anthony Mantha we drafted, yeah. that we signed that was going to be that big goal scorer. Yes, the broken leg put a huge damper in it, but we are starting to see. That's why I keep telling people that I've come across that, well, we should trade Mantha. We should trade. Uh, we shouldn't sign him. We should do this. And It's like, no, what you people aren't getting is that you are currently looking. They're not together, but you are looking at your number one line. Right. You're looking at NFCU. Right. You're looking at Larkin. You're looking at Mantha. That's your future number one line. Well, the, and and here now, what what for me Larkin's done, or excuse me, what what Mantha's done now is it's because I don't. I also don't want because this is kind of what scares me is we're we're about to run into another Nyquist and Tatar has this great rookie season, scores twenty not twenty five, twenty seven goals. Oh, yeah. You know, with both Double A and Mantha, you're talking. I my bigger concern is Mantha because, like I said, I don't. I will. You know, we'll see. I want to let's see what Anthony CU does for a full season. Um, and obviously Mantha too for that for that regard. I just that's my big concern is we got we thought and I think and we talked about it a ton last week about how <laughs> the whole Red Wing problem could be sourced almost the Tatar and Nyquist not scoring now. Yeah, and I don't want to say okay, oh well, that's fine. Anthony CU, uh, Mantha and Larkin are going to save us. Larkin, okay, he had the twenty plus goal season last year. Mm-hmm. He's I believe he's on pace for probably another twenty two to twenty five goals. Back to back twenty goal seasons are good, but still let's. Let's let's see it before we saying they're untouchable. Right but, now he's uh, forty games, eleven goals, four assists, fifteen points. That ain't see that is not good. No, it's not good. Although I mean, when your whole team isn't scoring, okay, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm not in the, where I'm going to where you're going to see the difference between the Tatar Nyquist failure. Now going into the three of Double A, Larkin, and Mantha is I think Larkin's still got a lot of growth to happen. Sure. To because I mean he, he is only twenty. Right. Right. Bless you. Um 
so he's still got a lot of growth. He's going to pack on a couple more pounds. Yeah. He's going to be harder to put off the puck. Sure. Mantha is a big boy. All right. He's big. He's not Nyquist and Tatar size. Okay. So even if he does falter a little bit, he's still going to be a presence out there that is going to be acknowledged by the other teams. I like, got you. Right now, if, right now, Gus and Tatar, anytime they're on the ice, the other team's not looking at him. All right. Give Mantha one or two more years. He's still going, if he falters in those, in a one or two year to where we're kind of saying, oh, crap. This is another. This may be another Tatar Nyquist. Right. He's still going to be a presence out there. Going okay. Here's a big goal scorer. But at least we need somebody on him. Right. He's six five and yeah. He's six five. Yeah. He's a. He's got the ability to do two different roles. Sure. He's got the sniper ability and he's got that big power forward look to him. Right. So he can go into the corners. Yeah. Unlike Nyquist and Tatar, who if they can't score, they don't have hands. They're useless to us. Right. Right. Mantha is not. You know, it's looking to at the stats of this one. It's it's one of those things where they're I'm going to create a word here outstated, outstated. But, but won the game, kind of like that Ranger game that yeah. you know the Howard Ranger game earlier. Mm-hmm. They are outshot by twelve, thirty four, twenty two, out hit by fourteen. Although playing the Kings, that's going to happen. <laughs> outshot thirty oh, yeah. to sixteen. I, I you know that's just King hockey. Same with the hits. Yeah. No, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, I, I mean, the, the sh- said, yeah, yeah, the, the shots. I don't, you know, I don't know how the Kings are shooting right now, but the hits I expect to be out hit by the oh, King. Yeah, that that doesn't bother me. Block shots nineteen to thirteen in favor of Detroit. Give away seven five uh, in favor of Detroit. So I mean, you ha- you gave it away more, but you did block more. Yeah, you got out hit, but you really got out shot, but you win four to nothing. Yeah, mm. go figure. Like, but I mean, your your defense score that night just. Just to give you an idea of how, it really, I I don't know who Jeff Blashell trusts at all is really what it boils down to. Because by minutes, so Erickson led the team with twenty three thirteen played, which I, that's you know everybody his 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 history here is well documented. Olette then is next at twenty one fifty three. The Kaiser then who led you the night before or two nights before. Uh no, it was this was the back to back. Yes. So so maybe that's why DeKaiser only saw twenty one twenty of ice time. Then you get uh Nick Jensen had nineteen oh seven. Alexei Marchenko had seventeen twenty five, who we thought was injured and then was able to come back in. So or he's back in this game, so clearly it wasn't an injury. He was a healthy stretch situation, it looks like. And then Sproul plays twelve fifty six and two twenty six of it's on the power play. Yeah. Which means he played roughly 10 minutes, 30 seconds at even strength. So I guess Sproul really is the least trusted of the of the grouping at this point, if you had to look at it. Which is, I wish he had more, more faith in Sproul, but it goes to your point. We don't really know who <laughs> right. he's putting faith behind. Um, I like Sproul. I like Jensen. I think both of those, I think those two... One of those two should outplay Olette, but it's not on the it's not on paper. Right, right. So I I honestly don't I I think this game would have gone completely different if LA had their starter. Their starter being Jonathan Quick. Yes. Oh well. F- 
I think that's where... For sure. Well... Our entire season. Yeah, but I'm saying... Where you said that they got... They really did get outplayed. Right. The only... In all honesty, I think the only reason we won that game the way we did is because they had Zach off it. Oh, yeah, they didn't even have Budai in, you're right. Yeah, they had Zach off it. They probably weren't worried about the wing scoring. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right? So if they would have had their starter, their backup, this would have been a completely different game, and we would be 0-3 on this trip Uh instead of... Well, look at that, Ray Sunshine. Coro did make 34 of 34 saves for the shutout. So, congratulations. I believe that was his first career NHL shutout. So, good for him on that one. Yes. That, yeah. No. See, that's the thing with him. I feel like he's he, <laughs> shut out or let in five, right? Yeah, I don't. I think he had one already. Could this be a second? Let's see. Game log. Please. <laughs> I'm not sure. Let's find out. Move internet. One one shutout. One shutout okay, on the yeah, air, okay. so that would have been it. I thought he had one earlier. Uh, so that takes us to so one and one in California, and we have one more game left, and the Sharks of San Jose. And it started out well enough. Got that one nothing lead, right? Yeah, and then then not so much. Not Here's so much after how this game played for me. <laughs> I was. At a bar in Wyandotte, I sat down at the table, got myself a beer. Love it. Good start. Wings scored. <laughs> Yay! Huh. Sat and drank my beer. San Jose scored. So, okay, okay. Sat and drank my beer. Beer's gone. <laughs> Waitress walks by. Hey, can I get a beer? Yeah. Waitress goes, gets me a beer. I grab it. I take one sip, look at the TV. It's 3-1. Yeah. And I go, uh... How long did it take you to get my beer? Yeah. Is the game almost over? What happened? Well, and to your point, let's 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 go with the numbers, which are real, to back that up. Thomas Vanek getting his 10th from Nielsen and Athena CU at 1249. It was all of three minutes and 10 seconds later that Don Skoy would score from Wingles and uh, Mueller to make it one-to-one. A whopping minute 30 after that, Mueller would then score from DeMello and Ward to make yeah. it two-to-one. And a whole minute and 32 seconds, or excuse me, a minute, two minutes after that, two minutes and two seconds after that, Marlowe would score from Warden Martin. So literally, that is about the time it takes to drink a beer, order another one, get a new one. The Four goals had been scored. Yeah. Yeah. Very accurate. Scoreless second. You go to the third. It gets real bad mm-hmm. as Pavolsky would score his 14th from Burns and, and Meyer. At the 150 mark of the third, Bodker would then get his third from Burns. Burns is 24th assist of the the year, by the way. And Martin at the 411 mark, and it was 5 to 1. Mantha gets his 11th from Drew Miller and Luke Lendening at the 443 mark to pull the wings to within three, which, in any time you're saying in a hockey game you're within three, to pull you within three, you know a game's not going well. No. Pavolsky would get his second of the night, 15th of the year. From Thornton and DeMello at 1031. Uh, FNCU would get a cosmetic goal from Nielsen and Vanek, which little, well, here's why it might not be a cosmetic goal is because it keeps the, the momentum he has with those two guys going, and that's always a good thing. Uh, as Nielsen well, and Vanek gets, you know, four, 14th assist for Nielsen, 15th for Vanek, which means Vanek now 25 points. Yeah. 
<laughs> 10, 10 goals, 15 assists, 25 points. That goal came at the 1346 mark, and that would wrap up the scoring. It's proving a point here. It kind of happened last year in the playoffs where Brendan Smith was not doing well. Right. Basham sits him. Comes back. Plays very well yep. for one or two games. And then he, he got a little fire lit under his ass. Right. It's the same thing that's happening with Double A here. He got benched. And now look at him. In two games, he had what? One. Well, I know he had a, a goal and two assists on the in the LA game and then a one and one. So yeah. that's that two and three, five points and five two. five points in two games. That's a star worthy. I give him the third star on the week in two games. Yeah. Two games you have five points. Mm-hmm. So I mean I think I that's mean, all the more reason to, to throw Nyquist down. <laughs> right? Yeah, you, you lit a fire under the kid's ass, and he turns it around. I mean, you look at these three, the you look at the three stars of the week. You could have had Double A up there. Look at Mantha. Mantha had, uh, what was it, three or four points in two games. Yeah. Same with Vanek. No, you've I, got three stars of the week right there because Vanek also had three or four points in two games. Yeah. Granted. They were losses, but and while here's the problem is, well, anybody else? No, you have three four. Uh, you need. You're right. You three have, forwards were great. Yeah, absolutely. Those three forwards three are fantastic. You have oh, four four guys: Vanek, Nielsen, because Nielsen I think had three or four assists. Yeah, Vanek, Van- Nielsen, Mantha, and Athanasiu. Fantastic. Good work, guys. Anybody else want to do anything else? Yeah. Who? You have four guys right here. You have four guys who want to play. Right. Where are where are the rest of you? This is a team game. Anybody else want to, you know, tie their skates a little tighter and go out and score or what? Well, to your point, too, and this is a point that, you know, you and uh, and won't make all the time is the, uh, help from the defenseman. <laughs> no defensive points. Did you Zero. hear any of those assists? You know, you, you were shut out in the four. There was no I don't remember mentioning a defenseman. And then looking at the three goals here in San Jose, again, no defenseman on the score sheet. DeKaiser's minus four. Uh, Erickson Marchenko minus one with Jensen, and again, <laughs> random time of time on ice. Twenty-two minutes to DeKaiser. Uh, Olet's at twenty twenty-eight. Sproul's at twenty fifteen, and Erickson's at twenty oh five. Marchenko's at eighteen thirty. That's the only consistent one, as he's mm-hmm. been around eighteen and seventeen minutes. And then Jensen now has the least amount of ice time at sixteen thirty-one. And it's uh, just we <laughs> in. In the West Coast trip here, the three games, two points have been from a defenseman. Mm. And that was the 4-0 in L.A. And it came from uh, Jensen and Erickson. On one, yeah. Separate assists. Two points in three games from your defenseman. Yeah, two points, three games. Well, let's, let's, let's investigate this a little bit further. Let's go back. I, I just went to the Toronto game. All right, and I'll go to the Ottawa game before that. Anybody, any defenseman ha- do anything in the Toronto it's game? Taking a second. Let's see. First goal was Mantha from Zetterberg and Tatar. Okay. Our, oh, Erickson got a goal. 
Oh, that's right. Okay. From Mantha and Ouellette. So there's two deed right there. And that's it. And the game before, so so we're at that's at in a three five five points. And I'm gonna add two assists, one for Crownwall and one for Smith. So in f- oh, and Jensen too. So three assists in the game against okay. Ottawa. So not as in the five games. There's six points. Eight because you were eight at points. five. We're yeah, four. Okay. Yeah. I still I don't feel like that's good. <laughs> it's better than what I thought it was. Right, um. but it's 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 masked by the three points in Ottawa. In their last four games, the defenseman have four points. Yeah. I, that's I, that. Look at it. That I mean, if you just want to take the snapshot in time, that's the snapshot to look at. Yeah. And it's not. Now, if you change a couple of those to W's, then we could look at it a different way. Sure. Of course. But what's really standing out on top of the defenseman not putting any points on the board is your mainstay defensemen are very deep in the minus column when it comes to plus minus. Mm-hmm. I hate using that st- that stat. Me and Walt have talked about it multiple of times that it's not a stat that we like to use until it gets to a certain point. Right. Now, if you are you end the year a minus 5 whatever. Sure. You still had a good year. Right. But you're looking at where is he? You want to look at our mainstay defenseman right now, Danny DeKaiser, who's out there over the twenty minute mark almost every game. Right. Minus thirteen. Yeah. Minus thirteen. Which pretty much we're at that point where you can pretty much double it, double any number, and that's gonna be your season projection. So you'd be yeah. looking at minus twenty six for a year. That's significant. That's huge. Right. That's when you start getting into the double digits either way, then that's where we start start looking at it going, okay, yep. this is getting kind of either terrible <laughs> or very impressive. And then you turn around and you look at, you can either pick one as your second mainstay with Cronwell out, Erickson or Ouellette, which one do you want to go with? Uh, let's, go to, let's, go, let's go with Erickson. Everybody loves, uh, everybody loves a good Jonathan Erickson stat. So Erickson... Your second main... It's breaking off even. It's impressive. I would have never guessed that. Never have I. Although that that's because they're doing what we kind of thought should have been done, and he's probably playing... He's, he's playing now the third and fourth line while DeKaiser's playing against the first lines. Yeah. Which DeKaiser shouldn't be playing. I mean, that's... I mean, that's... No. We're getting back to the foundation of the problem is they don't have anybody that should be going up against any team's first line on this entire roster. No. You have, you have a whole defensive core... That is every other team's third pairing. Right. Or I'm not going to say your main third pairing. You have our whole defensive core is everybody's fourth defenseman. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I I remember when they signed Mike Green, I was like, wow, we're full of number twos. And now I don't feel like the, you know, now it's like, yeah, we're full of some threes and some fours. You know, I thought I, Cronwell was a two. I thought Erickson was a two. You brought in Smith was a two. Or you brought in Green was a two. I thought Smith was on his way to becoming one. And now Green is honestly our only savior. And with him out, it really is hurting. Green can still be a number two on every other team. <laughs> he, What I think he he is what, what Walt seems to hate. He's the Eric Carlson. 
where he's not a defenseman, he's a a, a, a scorer playing defense, which yeah. I still think we need. Don't get me wrong, because oh, yeah. I think that's what we just illustrated. Yeah. Is that you You don't have that. You don't have any defenseman getting points. Right. You don't have a Carlson. Exactly. Which you need in this day right. in the game is you need, a, you need an offensive defenseman. Right. That's why people were hunting as hard as they could for people like Subban. Right. For Eric Carlson. For Aaron Ekblad. For those offensive defensemen that are going to put – that may, like Carlson does, sure. lead your team – in points. Yeah. So, with that being said, and those three games <laughs> last week, the tr- <laughs> boy, I, I mean, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because obviously we'll be back here, you know, next Monday. Yeah. But the net, the next two weeks are pretty brutal. But this week alone, two Chicago on Tuesday, two Dallas on Thursday. And home for Pittsburgh on Saturday. Home for Pittsburgh Saturday and a home away game for Montreal. Because have you ever been to a Detroit-Montreal game? Yeah. It's a home away game. Yeah. Yeah. And then actually, I mean, just just to run it down, I mean, we're, we're not going to talk about all of them. We're, we're just going to talk about next week. But after that, it, it just gets no better where you follow that up with, um, you're hosting after you host Montreal, you host Boston, you go to Buffalo, you host the Rangers, you go to Boston, and you host Toronto. Yeah. Which you have to mention that host Toronto because Toronto's like three points ahead of you in the standings right now. Yes. And has, I believe, 18 wins while you are sitting at uh, 17 or something very close to those numbers. Which, <clears throat> let's just discuss the week coming up. Right, exactly. So I have an outstanding bet with my boss right now. Oh, love it. Love bets. For- what do you got? He's from Chicago. Okay. So we put him. Hey, did you hear the Cubs won the World Series? Yeah. <laughs> did you catch that? Yeah, I, I don't know if you caught that or I, not. I got oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So Sports Center should have done a special on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, for this game on Tuesday, I'm probably going to owe him some early morning Lafayette Coney Island. For sure. Because that, that is our bet that whoever wins the game. The loser has to buy Lafayette in the early morning drunk hours. Tell me you're getting like points. No, <laughs> I like. Tell me you're getting a goal and a half on this. No, two and a half on this. I told him I was going to take a quick trip to Chicago and um, take out Crawford and Darling's ACLs. Uh, I don't. I would. <laughs> would it matter? I could. I, mean, I at least it'll be like their third goalie, right? But when you're only going to get twenty shots against that lineup. If <laughs> yeah, if I don't know, I, I I have a weird feeling that that there could be some sort of rock bottom on Tuesday. Like the if if the I just don't see this being like a a two to one loss. They're either going to get trucked, and hopefully that springs springboards them, or they shock the world, and all of a sudden all this confidence comes rushing in. Yeah. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be a two to one game. Yeah, I just can't see. I don't envision this being a a close one goal late kind of thing. I see this as a, a either a drubbing or a shocker. Well, let, let me put it this way: it, it can be close with us getting a victory that could springboard. I could see uh, like a, a if they if uh, you know a four three win or even a a three two win that really you know. So we should word it as. It's not going to be a two to one Chicago victory, right? Exactly. It exactly. could be a two to one Red Wing victory. It could be, but it's 
if Chicago's winning, it's going to be a I, I'm, four to one, five to one, maybe yeah. four nothing ordeal. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, um, I am on board with that 100. percent That I and and you know because we've been kind of doing a picks thing. That is actually the call. I am. I my yeah. higher level is more towards Chicago winning five to one yeah. than Detroit winning two to one. So I'd yeah. say Chicago's gonna win that one. And I will hop I like I said, I'm one hundred percent behind that because they're I mean, there's guys their third and fourth line guys on Chicago have the same amount of points that our first line guys uh-huh. have. Yep. So it's not going to end. Like look at you look at Panarin. Forty one points. You put half of our team together, and they just equal right. forty-one points. Right, absolutely, absolutely. It's... Kane forty-four. Those two guys alone beat our entire team. Yeah. It's just Taze has been out. I know Host has been out for a little bit, and they just Taze keep, just came back. They're just they're just humming right along. Yeah, and it's like they never miss they never miss a step. It takes our guys another week after an injury. <laughs> yeah, cool. We're gonna hopefully get Green and Ablicator back for Chicago. But they're not going to be in game shape. No, no. Nope. From there, so then you go to you go to Dallas. Uh, Dallas currently, they had won three straight from December twenty third to the 29th. and now they have currently lost three straight, and they will play two games before Thursday. They play tonight in L.A. They play tomorrow night in Anaheim before hosting us on Thursday. This is a team that. Sits currently at 16, 16, and 8, which obviously is going to change quite a bit. Or not quite a bit, but it's going to have two games are going to be added into that before yeah. they play Detroit on Thursday. 8.30 for the start time there. Uh, their leading scorer, Tyler Sagan, with 39, uh, 39 points and fi- uh, 25 assists. He's also got 14 goals, which is tied for the lead. By the way, the other <laughs> leading goal scorer is still, and I know we did this a few weeks ago when Dallas was here, is Patrick Eves with 14 goals. I can't even believe that Patrick Eves has 14 goals. Not only 14 goals, but 23 points altogether. Still, so that puts him almost better than, what, all but four Red Wings? Two. (laughs) Nope, I'm sorry, three. Oh, boy. Nielsen, Vanek, and our captain. They're all at 23 or better. Zetterberg, 28. Nielsen, 20. Oh, no. Nielsen's under. And he's at 22. And Vanek at 25. Oh, my goodness. This is, dep- this is I don't know if I can do this show anymore. It's depressing. So, Patrick Eves, your third line forward two years ago. Yeah. Is now better than your entire team besides <laughs> your captain. Well, but that goes back to where we started off the show where we said the right person who gels with the right team will make a difference. Although, now let's now let's also be fair. Is there a style thing here? Is Dallas just playing so wide open because they know that they're not going to win any game 2 to 1 where they're going to they if they're going to win with with the two goaltenders that they have that they're going to need to score <laughs> five and then why haven't we adopted that? I don't I don't disagree I'm not that that's another argument we can have that argument next week I don't disagree with you though that's not even an argument why yes, give it give they up they might change their we've talked about yeah it. their their playing style when are we right as a, as a 
Korg and I realize, hey, what we're doing right now is not working. We're, right. Why can't we go back to six in a row Red Wings? Right. And is it is, what, what what were they doing? Was it was it all Jimmy Howard? Was no, it, it was all crash bang, get in your face red hockey. I almost said Red Wing hockey, but <laughs> it's it was, that was it? Huh? It, what what you're seeing now is Red Wing hockey, where they fall back and they let the team break out with ease. Where we went on that six and zero route was you had guys face to face with you. They forced the defenseman to make a mistake. Why they aren't doing that now blows my mind. They also had a power play that clicked at sixteen percent probably back in that month, which is nothing yeah. to write home about. When it, in comparison to four percent that it's at now, you will kind of take God, it. It dropped that low. I, I mean, what I mean, the December January number it's it's honestly yeah. below four percent. I think if you just look at December and January, that's terrible. Um, I, I I don't I this is this is how sad it's got. I have a tough time projecting a win anywhere. I mean, Dallas only has forty points. Yeah, I mean, there's 16, 16, and eight. That's thirty two on the wins. At eight, that's forty points. Detroit's sitting at thirty eight. I mean, it's not like Detroit and a point specter is long way behind. I just. I don't know. I I actually lean towards thinking that they're going to be better on the road, but this is also the last game before coming home. Um, I'm actually going to give the Wings W here. Okay, just based off of the defensive and goaltending problem Dallas has. Okay. Um, I'm hoping that somebody wakes up and realizes that, and we can get a quick one-two goal lead. And then fall back, maybe play a trap to stop their offensive production because they do have a very upfront powerhouse pr- present offense to where they could make they could definitely do some damage against our decor and our goaltending. The other thing too is that, and and obviously, I mean, this is what this is going to happen when you have a a week a week preview early in the week I, before any of the game starts. Is, I really believe that stuff does happen, you know, the in-between game stuff. What happens in Chicago will affect what happens in Dallas. Yes. I think you see no better or, or no other sign of that than, you know, what happened to Arizona and Pittsburgh. I was going to the say. The day before and then yep. what P- Arizona did coming here the night after. Now, the, I, they didn't go with Mike Smith in Pittsburgh and they did here. And so, I, I mean, for what that's worth, better the better goaltender definitely got the start. Um. But, but but who would be our better goaltender? Right, right. No, absolutely, absolutely. I just just to, just to throw a little caveat in into that necessarily. But I mean, the NHL all around the NHL, you see that. Oh yeah, the yeah. You, the team that you never you don't usually want to play the hot team, and a lot of times you don't want to play the team that got blown out the night before. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll go on. Our, I don't want to say zero and three because that would if they go zero and three this week. Does that pretty much nail in the coffin? It. I mean, I, I you don't want to pronounce anything dead, but I mean, if you if you again with the schedule that's upcoming, if you go zero and three this week, um, yes, we're only in January, but you just there's no faith that anything can happen. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you obviously much took the wind out of the sails. right. I mean, obviously anything could happen, and if you can actually get healthy and, and play. Good, now, if yeah, if play you healthy, go, good hockey for a stretch. That if could you change. go zero and three this week, and then next week and the week after, you turn around and you go. Let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. You go four for two or five for one. Then you're like, whoa, okay, maybe there is a little bit of wind left. 
But I mean, the chances. Right. It just, it, it wouldn't, you can't base it off of anything. Yeah, you can't. The Wings are so inconsistent right now. Right. They're winning games that they shouldn't be winning. They're losing games that they <laughs> shouldn't exactly be right. losing. They're like the Buffalo game we talked about. We all said, we all sat in this room and we said, guaranteed win for the Wings. Right. What happened? Arizona. Guaranteed, guaranteed win for the Wings. Yep. Both games. We sat with our thumbs up our butt going, ah, great. Didn't really work out. No. But then you go, you host Anaheim and score six, yeah. seven, whatever they score. I think they scored six that night. You go, you go into LA. You guys go shut them out for nothing. I would have never projected those. No. It's just, it's, it's, that's where this team's at. I, they won't, again, that's, unless something happens to Malkin, Crosby, Kunitz, Kessel, Latang, and both goaltenders. I don't think that they're going to win Saturday at home against the Pens either. No. So, I mean, I guess our best case, maybe they'll get a point in Dallas. I'll say one point in Dallas. Do you want to go with two points in Dallas? I'll go two points in Dallas. Uh, Chicago's probably going to be an L. I'm going to have to pony up some money for some Coney dogs. It's going to be a heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you're probably right. If unless the entire Pittsburgh team comes down with the flu. Right. We are flu hits the room. Yeah. We are going to probably lose to Pittsburgh. Oh, it's a sad state of affairs. Sad, sad it, state of yeah, affairs, it is. isn't it? It's a depressing yeah. sad state of affairs. Oh wow, I did, I just looked at that. Monday's a three o'clock game. Yeah, they got the holiday. Uh, so technically we could preview that. What do you let, let's make the call since it'll be it'll happen before us. Before yeah. that game will be over before we hit the airwaves. So the the home away game. Montreal with the W. So this is the we're so the the they play I thought it was Boston. It's Montreal the Martin Luther King Monday? Yep. Oh good God, they could go one point in four games. Yeah. It's I, the, I, if, dude, I mean for some reason, every time Montreal comes into town. It doesn't matter if the wings are on a hot streak or the cold streak that they're on now. They can't find a way to squeak by. That's why I call it a home away game. Yeah. It's because you walk into Joe Lewis and you don't really know who the home team is. So there is no home ice advantage. Maybe they go with Montoya? <laughs> we can only maybe, hope. Maybe they go with Montoya. We can only hope. That's got to be the hope, right? Yeah. Is that they go with Montoya? That is the only hope. And. I, Shea Weber doesn't touch the puck. Although one of the best games they played this game this year was the two one loss to Montreal. Yeah, I mean it's to, it matches your point that I mean at the end of the day it was still a loss in a in a game yeah, here. I but. I don't know how many it is in a row that Montreal has beat us at home, but it's not looking good. Well, here before before we leave you, let's leave you with a positive, and it was a positive that you discovered during the break and you pointed out. Boston, right now, since it's number two in the division, they are 10 points better than the Wings. The Wings have three games in hand and four, three games left against Boston. We're not saying anything. We're not saying anything. We're just telling you, if you want to try to find a positive, there might be your positive. It, it truly is not over yet. It is not. Um, we've said it. The Atlantic is looking like the worst division in the entire league, um, which can work out in a positive for the Wings yep. that 
as bad as we've done this year, we are honestly only 10 points out of second place. Right. 10 points. That's five games. They go on a five-game win streak, and everybody else loses one or two. We're in third or fourth place, and everybody starts going, wait a minute. Right. The Detroit Red Wings are playing hockey. Right. And 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 that's the thing. I mean, it's that's I mean, that's what they need. They just need to <laughs> the most obvious statement in the world, string together some wins. Yeah. Just just strings together some wins. And it doesn't have to be a four, five, six game win streak. Go three and one. Yeah. Go two and one even. Yeah. Just get something going to where you win two, you lose one. Okay, we're still up. Ha, yeah, hell, shock the hell out of us. Yeah, if we come, if we come back on air, and again, I've 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 planted the flag. But if they come back on air, and you know, or we come back next Monday, and of those four games, they ended up getting four or five points. It's a big step for this team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as as weird as that is to say for a Red Wing team, that would be. I mean, if they can get four four or five points over the course of the next four games, it'd be massive. It'd be absolutely yes. massive. But all right, all good things must come to an end, and the show's gonna come to an end. Yes, tonight. and by the way, it's looking. Before I, I want you to think about it. How would you feel oh, being like this. this team that you are possibly going to be the ones to end twenty-five years of? Do you have your hand up? Oh, okay. <laughs> 25 years of playoffs. Yeah, I you would I would have thought that that would have kicked in by now. Really? Yeah. Okay. I I mean when you're when you're 15, 15 and 1 or I mean hell, kick in this week. You are you are literally the worst team in the East yeah. or one point away from being the worst team in the East. And that is against Buffalo, who technically, I mean, just if you want to look at it this way, Buffalo is one zero and one against you, and you're one and one. Or Buffalo's got three points, and you only got two. That's what that's what I'm trying to get to because it was a shootout win for Detroit. To me, and an, and a regulation loss. Yeah. If if it if it hasn't kicked in yet, I don't. When when does it kick in? What I mean, do you have to be four points behind or four points behind Buffalo in the last spot? I don't. I, I don't know. I, I just. I'm just trying to think. Like, how would that? How how would you, as a player, feel that you're the team that ruined twenty? That's where I was trying to get. Right. No. I twenty five years of hockey playoffs for a city, like for a team that as young as they are. Right. Well, maybe that's why. But still, as young as they are, you would think most of them should have that mentality going. I'm not going to be the one right. to do this. I'm going to look. I'm going to find. I'm going to find fifth or sixth gear to be not. I'm not going to do it. Well, well, let me tell you. I, I, two things on that real fast. One is I think sometimes that may be the problem. Is that if you start thinking that way, that's where you're so you're not playing. You're playing too tight. Yeah, you could start playing too tight and then making more mistakes and and being more error prone. And honestly, if that didn't, where if you want me to point in an actual period of time. I think the back-to-back losses to Phoenix and LA. Mm-hmm. If if this team was, if there were guys on this team that said, "Okay, we weren't. It's not going to be us," 
then it should have come in after those two losses. Yeah. And yes, they did win that Anaheim game, but they didn't get hot after the Anaheim game. They just won the Anaheim game. And I think that that's what it's all about. All right. Well, thanks for staying in the box with us. Yeah. I'm Phil. I am Thomas, and we will talk to you next week. Yeah, we'll be here Monday, same time, same place. Same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah, with Walter. Yeah.